You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. everybody and thank you again for joining us on the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life wherever you are today and however you are listening to the call me mr you the podcast we thank you again for making us a part of your morning your day and your week we're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world baby you can find us on facebook instagram youtube and twitter download and subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast listening thank you again for all support on our social media platforms You've been loving on us and showing love on our YouTube channel. Thank you for definitely subscribing to that. We definitely wanted to hit and crush the goal, first goal of 100 subscribers, and we're very, very close to that. So please hit that white subscribe button. Let us know that you're out there, you're listening, and you love our show. Definitely appreciate that. But thank you again for listening and sharing us with others. We believe our podcast has a great mission, and it matters what we're talking about and what we're doing and the people that we're talking to. So we thank you again for that. Definitely appreciate your support. So as we go into today's episode, I want to just uh, rewind a little bit back to an episode we had recently about loving the process. It's just kind of something that's on my heart still. I've just still been dealing with it. But I think as as a whole, we just really we're missing something in this. And I believe that if in any way we can catch the vision, so to speak, about the process that we go through. That we deal with every day, I believe we can overcome the idea of trying to just get past it, wanting to be done faster, not wanting to sit and deal with the issues that come to pass. I believe that we really learn something about ourselves that we didn't know before. Uh, recently, I, I shared this a little bit, but not in a lot of detail. But recently, I was a little sick, and I kind of fell ill with. A viral infection. Now, this is not something that's foreign to most of you guys. But I think to me, for me personally, it's just weird because I don't really get sick. And I'm, I'm glad about that. But anytime that it does happen, it just seems to be a really big issue with a lot of twists and turns and, and things I don't expect to happen. It gets a little bit deep and a little bit trying for myself and my family. But... During this time, I, I realized something about myself that I didn't realize was happening, that, that that was going on in me that I didn't catch. I didn't see it. And it was only because of the fact that I was ill and, and I was immobile for a while and couldn't do the things that I would normally do. That's when I discovered it. And I think that part's important. I don't want it to be lost. So please, if you heard anything, please hear that part. It happened when... I was going through this conflict and this struggle. 
and uh, uh, several episodes ago, I was talking about loving the process and how refining is an expression, I believe, of God's love. And I talked about how precious metals are made and formed and, and, and refined and cleansed. And, you know, it all comes through intense heat. That's what makes it happen. I mean, it'd be so easy for us to try to get a a big ladle and try to dip it into the precious metal and try to pull out all the impurities and just wish it would stick. But that's not how it works because it's so interwoven into the chemical properties of the metal itself that you can't take it out without actually affecting the metal itself. It's just like with the parable of the the tear and the wheat. They grow up together. And if you've if you, if you ever seen pictures of a tear, trust me when I tell you this, if you haven't seen one, you can Google it. I'm not lying to you. It's right there. But the wheat and the tear, they're so close in similarity that you almost think they were the same. So somebody was going to pull a tear up. I mean, they have some distinct differences. Don't get me wrong. But that happens at a certain time in their growth. Initially, they look almost exactly alike. So if you try to pull the tear, you might pull wheat by accident and destroy your harvest or at least limit your harvest. There's a certain amount of time, and I believe I'm pretty correct on this, when the tear gets a little older, they, they begin to have certain characteristics you can see that they're actually different. And then at that point, when it's time for harvest, you can separate them after they've been pulled. But I said that for a reason, because that dross that's inside it intermingled with that metal, it's it's, it's pretty much almost indistinguishable until intense heat is interjected into the situation. The heat causes the dross to rise to the top and become distinguishable so that you can be able then to pull it away from the metal and begin to start forming the metal as you see fit. It's because of the intense heat that the impurities were recognized. I'll say that again for those in the back that's maybe not listening right now, but I hope you are. The intense heat, the fire, caused the impurity to be recognized. When I was dealing with uh, a recent bout of sickness, I didn't realize how quickly I put my sword down. And I don't know if when you're sick, how you respond, what you learn about yourselves. I hope it's something that you wouldn't mind sharing with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your stories and accounts on that. For me personally, when I got sick, I realized that I didn't do the things that I normally did. I dropped my disciplines. Yeah, I was sick. Maybe I had a good excuse. Maybe nobody will fault me for not reading my Bible as much. Maybe nobody will fault me for not praying as much. Maybe nobody will fault me for not meditating and, 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 and doing my devotionals and things of that nature. Maybe nobody will fault me for that because I don't feel good. As a matter of fact, I felt miserable. I wasn't sleeping, could barely eat and keep food down. It was rough, but I dropped my disciplines. Had I not, and this is just my personal take, my own personal testimony, if you will. Had I not Going through the fire and the conflict, I wouldn't have noticed how quickly I could do that 
when I wasn't feeling at my best. When I didn't feel like I was at quote unquote 100%. The fire, the heat of my situation that I was dealing with with the sickness brought the impurities, the immature attitudes, the pride, the self-righteousness to the front. Brought it to the forefront. And I was able to see it. And it really changed how I saw things. We're talking about loving the process. And now, you know, I, I just realized that we have some challenges that we need to work through as a people. Because it's really easy for us to rehearse the process, to mimic it. We're really good at being parrots and puppets. I talked about that on a recent podcast. Well, it wasn't recent, but a couple of years ago about being parrots and puppets. We can say the right things, make the right moves in front of people, but at the end of the day, we're just mimics. We're just actors in the stage play, rehearsing things that we heard that we think are the right things to say, the right things to do, what a Christian should look like, what a believer should look like, what a child of God should look like. But all we're really doing is creating and duplicating counterfeit versions of authentic things. That's all we're doing. We're just helping to create counterfeit versions of authentic things. Even in those days, way back in New York, years ago, decades ago, where I used to be out in the street and I would sell jewelry. A lot of the jewelry was actually real jewelry, like real gold, real silver, marked and everything. But a lot of it was not. And there were so many people, and I even shared a podcast about that one, I believe, a year and a half ago or so, where people who are in the so-called gold district were selling jewelry that wasn't even real gold. And they were making, I don't know how much money of it, thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it. And it wasn't even real gold. And some of it was not even real gold. And they would tell you it was not real gold, but still sell it at a high price just because of where their store was located. And it was amazing to me how many people would go into the store and buy, even people who are uh, affluent or people who are in the entertainment business. They would go and spend so much money on this jewelry because of how it looked, because of the price tag and the value that they attached to that price tag. We are in we're in real danger here of. Becoming counterfeiters. We're not doing it with money, but we're doing it. And we're not doing it with jewelry, but we're doing it with the process. We're creating counterfeit versions of the process to such a degree, at such a rapid pace that now people think it's the norm now. And people who hate religion come to church. That's what they see. And they go back to their life. Whatever that state was they were in, they go back to it and they never return. Because all they see is a counterfeit process, a counterfeit version, not the presence of God and the glory of God, but a counterfeit cotton candy-ish kind of mamby-pamby kind of fake version of something that's supposed to be authentic and rich and wholesome and substantial and deep. Because we don't want to walk through something. We don't want to go through hard times. If I could think of my worst enemy on this earth, I wouldn't want them to go through what I went through when I was sick recently. 
I would never want them to be at that place to have to deal with what I had to deal with. If I didn't go through it, I wouldn't learn something important about myself that I know I have to change now. Now I got to adjust. How I had I not known, I would have never seen it. We got a real problem with learning how to wait. Talking about loving the process. We don't even want to go through the process. We can't wait for anything. Everything had to be quick and fast and in a hurry. I don't know what, if you, if you, if you read the, the, the passage about Daniel and his friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They were thrown into a fiery furnace. They wouldn't politely walked into it. They were thrown into a fiery furnace already at intense heat, so intense that one of the king's workers was burned. That's how hot it was. And Daniel and his friend, because they wouldn't bow down to the king's image and they wanted to serve the true and living God because they stood on their convictions. They didn't drop their disciplines. They were thrown into the fire of a furnace that was so hot. People were dying trying to manage this furnace. That's how hot it was. And they had to wait. Literally, we talk about waiting on the Lord. When we hear those old songs, talking about waiting on the Lord. Yeah. Think about it in terms of this furnace. In there with the intense heat. Who knows how many thousands of degrees? I have no idea. It should have been melting people at that point. They had to stay inside there and wait on the Lord. That's waiting on the Lord. We wait for a piece and we go crazy when the piece is late. And we're calling, screaming, and acting a fool on the phone because our pizza was five minutes late. Or our internet's not working. So I can't check my Facebook while I'm at church. We're complaining about our Wi-Fi. That's our big first world problem right there, the Wi-Fi. Or we got to wait in traffic because the Chick-fil-A line is just way too long. And we want our nuggets and we want them now. We have forgotten how to wait. And the Bible teaches us from Genesis all the way to Revelation to learn how to wait, to be patient, to endure. The Bible says if we endure, those that endure to the end shall be saved. It didn't say those that just survive it. Those that endure, that stand, that stand strong. The word endure comes from the word strong or duro. Endure. To be strong all the way to the end. To be faithful and continuous all the way to the end. And we can't wait on the checkout line because it's too long. Ladies and gentlemen, we lost the art of waiting. We better find it real fast because we're going to have to walk through some things in life. And we can't avoid it. Those boys stood in that fiery furnace saying, you know what? If God doesn't come back to help us, it won't be said that we bow down to other idols, but that we worship the true, only living God. So we'll burn in this fiery furnace and we'll perish. but We will not bow down to another God. That's conviction. That's waiting. That's trust in the process. And that's something that seems to be a challenge for us. Why do you think that is? And I want to make a correction from several episodes ago. I said, uh, Second Peter, 
but the actual correct verse is Second Timothy 3 and 12. And basically it reads again, yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Same as these Daniel and his three Hebrew boys. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, whoever desires to live in a godly way, to live piously in Christ Jesus, will be persecuted. May not sound like good news to your ear right now, because who wants to be persecuted? Who wants to be dumped on? Nobody wants that, but the end of it is good. In God's sight, it's good. It was good in God's sight that his, that his four sons were in that fiery furnace. Because he knew that they were there because they would not worship another God and they shown faithfulness. And he was and they were asking for water for that when they were relieved from their time in that fiery furnace. They were rewarded for that. Sometimes we don't even want to get to the point where we can even get to the reward. We just want the reward right now and not go through the process, not go through the bringing out of all those immature attitudes, the impurities, all those things that we think are coming against us. But they're inside of us and they got to get out. So many times people probably feel when they go through conflict and that's probably one of the reasons why they don't want to go through it. They feel like everybody's against them. When they feel like God is against them. Here's my question for you. If you feel as though God is against you while you're in conflict and in the struggle or going through tribulations and any kind of oppression or any kind of hard times, ask yourself this question. Which you was he actually against? You know, there's more than one, right? No, it's not about being bipolar or anything, but there is more than one you. There's the you that you were born with and you're dealing with that nature and the decision that you've made and the, the ways that you act and the way that you think. And there's the you that you said, you know what? This is the new you that I choose. And you're cultivating that. You're growing that. You're saying, I need to read my Bible more. I need to understand the word of God better. I need to be closer to the Lord in worship. I need to be able to have better relationships in my life that are fostering health and strength and spiritual growth and things of that nature. I said to you because I don't want you to think about being somebody who has two personality. That's not what I'm talking about right now. But there is still a battle that's going on. And every day you got to fight it because if you stood still in the state that you are right now, if you stood still and did nothing, one of those sides, one of those natures will be stronger and more effective. But if you fight, if you grow yourself, if you walk through the hard times and the fires and not give up on what you know is right, that nature would get Stronger and be more effective. There's an old Native American saying, I believe it is, where it talks about, you know, there's two wolves, you know, which one's going to win the fight? And the old sage would answer his grandson who asked the question and said, the one who's fed the most. Which one's being fed the most? You feel like God is against you? Which one's being fed the most? When God came against his people in scripture, and you can find it anywhere, pick a scripture. It's all throughout from Genesis to Revelations. He wasn't coming against the people. He was coming against the spirit. 
the attitude, the approach, the system that were being set up instead of where, instead of him being installed as, as the only true and living God to be bowed down and worshiped to. He was coming against that. But you feel as though he's coming against you. Which you is he coming against? Is there idolatrous you? Is there a thing worshiping you? Is there a self worshiping you? Who's he coming against? Stay in front of him. Do what he's called you to do. Stay in that fiery furnace until he comes and delivers you out of it. Respect the process. Love the process. Don't forget, seeds grow in the dark. Love the process. Handle the heat. But you'll come out like pure gold. Or silver if you prefer. Thank you again for joining us. Wherever you are and how you're hearing our show. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great day. Really hope you enjoy the music. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.